0: I'm the doctor. I'm the pro. These guys don't know what the hell is going on. It's Northwestern plus nine.
1: Just an epic piece of audio from the doctor on last week's MSU pick. Um, and that's the way this is going to go. You know, we're a few weeks in now, the opinions are getting stronger. It takes hotter, and it makes going back and identifying a an egregious wrong that much more fun. And we're gonna do plenty more of that. So, um, but first, this is Swipe Right Sports, your sports pod hookup. I'm your host Bobby Adcock, and before we get to the format, too, I just wanted to say, like, is the over under this week for me saying interestingly enough like five and a half? I went back and listened to last week and I was annoyed with myself. It sounds almost like a bit that I'm like starting every, you know, hot take with that transition. It's not. I'm just like a robot and I keep saying it because I got nothing else. So I'm not allowing myself to say it ever again, at least for a certain duration of time. Anyway, uh, we're going to get to what we usually do, which is do the uh, college football DFS recap from my posts on fake pigskin uh, shortly here. And then we're gonna transition into the weekly picks where we cover uh, the marquee college games and then a full slate of NFL. So we've got a lot to get to, let's do it. Welcome into the College Football DFS uh, recap segment from my posts on fakepigskin.com. And uh, what can we say about last week other than uh, I think it was maybe, uh, as the kids say, lit or possibly uh, on fleek is another one I've heard. Um, anything you want to call it. By far, uh, my best week. And I think if you went and read and followed the general approach uh you had to have cashed for the day probably and the night so um so jamar chase was the big winner uh from the day games and obviously i'm not going to pretend like i you know was like "Eh, yeah he's gonna set a record or anything like that no it's not like that but i think when i'm making a selection like that what i'm really looking at for someone like him is The discrepancy between his price and his upside and to me it was the greatest one on the board because i think when we looked at the texas game from a few weeks back we saw lsu now with this new offense it's pretty clear uh they're gonna put up some big numbers especially when they play uh inferior teams which vanderbilt is one of them so you look at a guy like Chase in there, and I'm going to go, Yeah, I, I got to jump on this guy. He's way too talented. Um, he should be more up around, you know, seven, maybe 7,500. And he will be now moving forward. Uh, there's no question. So uh, that was fantastic. And then uh, there's another person just like this coming up this week for the day slate who fits that profile of younger receiver, uh, tons and tons of raw ability. Makes big plays and is in an explosive offense. Not going to be that difficult to figure out who it is, but uh, I'm going to look for that in the post for this upcoming week on FakePigskin.com. Um, so we're going to continue that theme, you know, trying to hit on guys in that five to six thousand dollar range, really big because I think that's where we're going to get the the most edges. And that said, talking about the night slate, uh, another one was a good thing was. Uh, fading oklahoma state and chuba hubbard still you know had a nice solid game but overall not the explosiveness out of that offense as a whole that i think you would have hoped for if you were doing a bunch of stacks uh tylon wallace a total dud from him uh very unexpected and probably won't happen again so you can you know keep running him back without any fear but um yeah no i think that in general the arkansas stack Uh, did what it needed to do. Um, Speaking of, so from time to time, I kind of bag on DK sometimes on these fringe DFS sports where they really don't have it together and how they're pricing certain things. And um, so this week for the night contest, there is an all-timer out there where they completely misfired on an entire team uh, if you do play a lot or if you pay attention closely enough, not going to be hard to identify. But it, it, I think it's almost a must play. Like we have no choice but to play it a certain way with this team. Uh, and I'll talk about that in the post. Uh, so look for that. But um, yeah, it's going to be similar to that uh, Arkansas, except it's even way more egregious of a misprice than before. So that is kind of the nuts and bolts of what I wanted to cover. Uh, we have coming up now the pick segment with the doctor where there, well, there may just be uh, some malpractice suits being filed um, against them from last week's, there's uh, some botched surgeries perhaps. So uh, let's just, let's jump in and let's talk about it. We are here for the fourth week in a row with the doctor to cover a 19 game slate uh, five in college and i believe 14 nfl so uh doctor how are you feeling
0: doctor's in uh doctor's is feeling feeling pretty good it's uh it's a good away wednesday for me so uh once i'm i'm done with this i'm uh gonna get some sleep and head and play golf for the weekend That's- i'm fired up that sounds great, and you know it is a quick
1: kind of turnaround. We're doing this on a Wednesday, usually on a Thursday. So, you know, there's probably some things we might, maybe some injury stuff we might miss. But, you know, we're just going to get into it. Uh, let's start in college. And last week you were three and three, improved to seven eight one overall. I was two and four, still sitting with a winning record in nine six and one. It's probably the only good thing I can say uh, at all about myself in this segment. So. Um, let's start with definitely not the hottest team on the field but probably the most electric in the news off of it the <laughs> the u of m wolverines and the coach formerly known as jim harbaugh are minus 27 and a half at home against rutgers
0: your thoughts very tough week for wolverines and their, and their fans last week um, you know, we like we like to chuckle at that uh, it was ugly uh, you know, this week is you know, a hardball special. I, I don't know if it's it's, it's going to be good or bad for his narrative. So first couple of years, right, they, they lose a big game and they just go out and pound these below-average teams like Rutgers. That's what he does. That's what he's kind of made his way on at Michigan. I think the fans are starting to uh, not be satisfied with that. Um, so when this week and hammer them like they normally do. I don't think it, it helps them much, uh, as you'd expect. But anyway, I do think it's it's what Harbaugh does. It's what his teams have done. They come out and, and they just beat up on, uh, on below-average teams. So this will look much like the Wisconsin-Michigan game looked last week, where uh, one team just <laughs> dominates the other, and it was just complete physical domination of the Badgers over the Wolverines last week. I think uh, – michigan does that to, to the scarlet knights this week so i got harbaugh doing what he does best beating up on the teams And U of m uh, i'll probably hang like 40 on them and i don't see buckers getting to 14. so u of m minus 27 and a half okay and so i that it that would be on brand uh as you put it for sure and
1: and kind of what they do I, what i'm kind of looking at here i think there's a a you know, little bit deeper and i think i'm thinking that possibly herb In that osu game last year i think he may have taken the souls of this coaching staff and the players and there may be something broken on this team that could be beyond repair and why i say that too is the following game was the bowl game that was the very next game just about eh, maybe a little about eight nine months ago blown out by florida uh i don't put a lot of stock in bowl games but then again i'm not the one coaching and playing in them so um yeah look blown out and then to your point you know beating up on the bad teams that hasn't happened now those two first two games against middle tennessee and army that didn't happen middle tennessee was a sloppy struggle ended up beating by i think 40 21 not not the whole lot of branding army they should have lost and then they go last week to the only team that actually had a pulse and the game's over in the second quarter so look I, I think something could be really wrong here and we talked about this on saturday night we uh had the uh had the the great time of enjoying each other's company for the irish and georgia game and we we discussed this but um look that big number now i look at that and go I, I you're gonna need to prove it to me again i'm gonna need to see these guys actually put together a, a real game for four quarters against anybody to take them at that big of a number. So, I'm on the Scarlet Knights plus 27 and a half. Right. Um, and let's just move to our Spartans. Last week, uh, bounced back nicely. They are now at home, minus 14 to the Hoosiers of Indiana. Hoosiers.
0: Where is the doctor? Yeah, so they're playing for the uh, brass platoon which is one of my favorite sure. trophies. I, I just, these trophies are, are ridiculous. Pardon very com- very Comical at the same time. Um, you know, I, I'm still in the camp that I can't trust uh, the MSU offense. They're just, they're not explosive enough. Um, they just don't take a lot of shots down the field. Uh, I fully expect them to, to win this game. Uh, IU hasn't won uh, in East Lansing since 2001. Um, I'm not sure who's playing quarterback for Indiana. I don't think that matters if it's Penix or Ramsey. I don't think that's a big deal. I still think the defense um, kind of dominates the game, but I I just don't see uh, Michigan State coming the 14 because that offense, you just can't trust them yet. They gotta prove it a few more weeks. Uh, So I'll take the Hoosiers plus 14. All right, Dr.
1: Wrong again here. Um, Look, (laughs) let me tell you something. Uh, Look, IU played Ball State Eastern Illinois and UConn; those were their three wins. They had one game against a real team. Their offense completely disappeared, and they got smoked fifty-one to ten by Ohio State. They haven't left home yet this season, and now they're going to a place where they've never won in the Dantonio era. Uh, they uh, Dantonio is five and zero. Oh, four of those wins coming by fourteen or more, and uh, IU just lost their maybe one of their best players, their left tackle, uh, and one of their leaders of their offense, in Koy Cronk. So I agree. I don't think it matters who does play quarterback. I think, again, I think with Michigan State, all I want to see is three offensive touchdowns. If they do that, no one besides Ohio State, they will not lose to anyone on their schedule besides Ohio State. If they just get three offensive touchdowns.
0: So you mentioned IU and and OSU. It was 51 to 10, right? What would the score be if, if Michigan State played OSU right now? I don't know. I, I
1: don't know because I think their defense is a elite top ten, top five defense. We don't know enough about Ohio State, they haven't played a, a, a real defense. So I don't, I don't think we know exactly what that will look like, but it, it'll be a strength on strength match. Okay. Let's see about that. No, I, I look, I, I don't, I'm not saying they would win or, or beat them, but I don't know if they would get blown out. Really, they both have something to prove in those respects
0: my point would be it'd be like 30 to 10 okay it's possible it's, it's right so scary. MSU's offense is just not very good the defense will make up for it but the offense is very good so that's why IU covers the 14 this week so you're, you're just wrong on that Bob
1: well again I, I think this is a situation where I don't know that IU uh, gets more than one offensive touchdown so just give me my three and MSU will do the business alright enough on to your Irish uh you know, acquitted themselves relatively well uh, at George last week. They are now at home, um, putting down a pretty big number,
0: minus 12 and a half against the Virginia Cavaliers. Docker. Yeah, as you mentioned, we, we watched that game together, which was just a fabulous time. Um, so appreciate you coming over. It was just great. Thank you. Uh, but we, we both kind of said it was, a, it was a nice game for Notre Dame. We don't really like to celebrate losses, but I think their defense. Um, showed quite a bit in that game, and a bit unexpectedly. I think most people thought Georgia was going to have their way uh, on the ground. Uh, they did at times, but overall, I thought the defense played played really strong. Uh, the the offense uh, hung in there at the end. They, they made some plays and gave, their, gave the team a chance to win. So I, I think I like what I saw the defense last week, and I think the Notre Dame offense gets back to a little more balanced attack. It starts to... Uh, run a little better than you. last week. Of course, they're playing Georgia. I think they only ran for like 45 yards or something like that. So I think this week they balance it out. Their offense gets going. I don't really know what what Virginia has in store other than they've had a comfort behind the last two weeks against two pretty poor teams. So I think it's uh, I think it's the Irish minus the 12 and a half this week. And uh, I think I think they're on the on the big things this year um, with that with the way the defense looks. If they keep showing up like that. They're gonna they're gonna make a run at this playoff.
1: Okay, well, um, someone's going to do really well in college this week, or someone isn't. So, um, listen, I-, I think the uh, the Who's, as they call them in Virginia, I don't know if you know that they refer to themselves I'm, as, as their next I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware. Okay, okay, I think the Who's actually match up well with Notre Dame's strength, which is Virginia's secondary is loaded. It's led by NFLer, future NFLer Bryce Hall at corner and they have six returning stars on offense, eight on defense. Bronco Mendenhall has improved the team every year he's been there as head coach. He's a defensive coach by nature. And I just think this is more of really a dogfight. I think this line has a lot more to do with just kind of Notre Dame being a public team, uh, the way they showed out. They showed up relatively well last week um, at Georgia and people just looking at Virginia and going whatever. I think, you know... If you look, match these two teams up, they're actually a little bit more even, um, and so I I like the twelve and a half here. And more than that, you know, Bronco Mendenhall, the longtime BYU head coach, I think there's another angle here where you have the uh, religious war of the Mormons versus Christianity. And look, if you have look, if you have Joseph Smith getting a let or twelve and a half from Jesus Christ, that's asking a lot out of JC. I just think you know it's 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 two religious prophets over the other. It's a big line
0: to come well, up. So well, well said. But it doesn't bother you that that Virginia had to outscore uh, Florida State 21 to seven in the fourth quarter two weeks ago, and then had to outscore Old Dominion 21-0 in the second half.
1: That's just uh, good old fashioned
0: plain possum. That's what. The, yeah. They're, uh, they're not going to be able to do that Sorry. against Notre Dame, so they, they better come out strong and not fall behind. It's not going to
1: right. go their way. I, I believe in Bronco I, and my, and Joseph. I, so. I
0: appreciate the religious play there. Well, Thank well, you.
1: Done. I thought you'd like that. Thank you. Uh, let's head on to uh, the Trojans. Trojans. What a Friday night contest they had. Um, they are now traveling to Seattle, or in the Seattle area, I believe. To take on Washington. <laughs> yeah. to take on Washington Huskies. Uh, Washington minus
0: ten points. And where are you looking here? Uh, are you still on the Herb to SC train? I know you said that last week's pod. Uh, I prove you prove you wrong there. Well, look, I'll, let's
1: all say uh, I'll say this about um, USC after Slovis went down. Um, uh, what's his name? Clay Helton. Clay uh, like, yeah. Helton. He had those those kids were on fire. I mean, they came out and they were all over Utah. Um, uh, in, a, in a lot of different ways, and, and even when the quarterback went out, Matt Fink comes in and they, they kind of don't miss a beat. He plays well. So, um, it looks like he's going to be starting again. So, um, you, your thoughts? Go
0: ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, you nailed it with Fink, and, and what a what a great story. He was uh, thinking about going to that magical transfer portal that everybody talks about, but uh, decided to stick it out at USC and, you know, get, getting his look right now, so, so good for him. But, you know, this could be a, a preview of the, of the Pac-12 championship game uh, later in the year, so this is, this is a big one, pretty pretty exciting. And uh, my takeaway from that, that Utah game was not only, I think, in the you know, wide receiver core. I mean, Pittman had a huge game. Um, Vaughn had a decent game. So that wide receiver core is really tough, but I think more importantly is the USCB. Uh, they looked really well, played really well, and uh, their secondary looked strong. So uh, I think I think USC um, is going to cover the ten. I'd probably mix in a money line here. That might be a little homerism, but um, you know Washington's only Power Five opponent was was Cal, where they lost, and um, Eason looked pretty bad in that game. I think he he threw for like 160 yards, and 18 of 30, and he had a pick. So um, you know if Cal's defense can do that to them, I think USC's can can, uh, can make an impact in this game too. So is plus the ten, and, and maybe think about that money line, boys. Wow, that's a big fight and on review. might be a homer there. Yeah,
1: that way to say general news though, and girls. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, so I, IMO, I think that's what the kids do. IMO is that the the um, in, translation it right, in my be, opinion? Yeah. Be, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Cal is is actually a, a sneaky good team. I think they're going to prove out to be uh, competing for the Pac-12 themselves, and I, I think the problem with that, you know, USC defense they did show up nice, but Utah's a little, uh, a little hampered offensively. That's not it's not what they do. They're more so a, uh, a kind of try to shut you down their defense and play ball control. And e- either way, they still gave up 457 yards of offense to them. They lost first downs 27 to 16. Um, They lost time possession 38-21, and now they get a Husky offense with nine returning starters, four on the offensive line, and the only road game USC's had, they lost to BYU, that Washington just hammered 45-19 at BYU. Uh, I think think the Trojans are in big trouble here, and I I think they're outclassed by Chris Peterson uh, and the Huskies. So,
0: you do know that Utah, is, Utah, Utah, Utah beat BYU too, right? You do you know that. I'm, I'm aware.
1: I, oh, okay, I, you know, just want to make sure. We're going to use common open. opponents. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to support my narrative. Stop it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to, try, don't try to, don't try to refute me with other facts. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> no, I like, I like, I, I think, I do think Washington. They've, they haven't played anybody great, like you said, but they've been hammering almost everyone they've played and been up big. And all their games, besides the Cal game. So, um, I'm laying the tent here. I, I think they get the job done and win big. Uh, and that takes us to uh, the only other game that we we decided to look at. Not a great night game or great great slate of games, really. Uh, I guess, I guess the marquee game, the ABC game of the night. Uh, the Buckeyes of Ohio State. At uh, Scott Frost and the program formerly known as Nebraska. The Buckeyes lane a... Uh, Giant 17-and-a-half in a night game on the road, the doctor.
0: Yeah. Uh, college game day is there, too. So I, I don't know if ESPN is, is trying to revive oh, is Nebraska Oh, ser- <laughs> is that serious? <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh that's goodness. true. <laughs> it's game days in Lincoln. I don't think like ESPN is trying to revive the Nebraska program on, on their own. The game, the game day is yeah. no you know, it is kind of It faster. kind of makes sense. You know, it's Scott Frost, I, I guess. Yeah, I like what, you know what, looking
1: at the board, where else are they going to go? I don't know. So, all
0: right. Yeah, so another fun thing we did last Saturday night was watch uh, Nebraska. He got the win against uh, Lovie Smith in Illinois. So that, <laughs> yeah. that was also fun, and I bring that up because it leads right into my pick. So <laughs> I would just sit back, um, I lay the points with, with Ohio State, and just, and just watch their offense get it done. Uh, Fields, Dobbins, and that balanced wide receiver core just just going to eat it up. I, I think Nebraska will, will put up some points in this, but, but at the end of the day, I think this could be like a 60 to the high 20s game. Um, Buckeyes, Buckeyes rule, right? they, the, they, they keep the train moving.
1: Yeah, uh, it's OSU by a million here. And um, look, a, a lot of people have been talking about the offense, and that's fine, but the D has been equally as dominant. They have seven stars. They return, they're led by... Um, Sorry, Chase Young, who's already uh, probably going to be the overall number one pick in the 2020 draft. He's already tied for first in the country at seven sacks this year. Uh, they're, they're second in the country in yards per game, third in points per game so so far. And they haven't, again, haven't played anybody great, but just d- dominating everyone. Um, so the two, and also for Nebraska, the two power five teams Nebraska's played, they gave up 460 yards of offense to Colorado, <laughs> and put the ball on the ground four times to Illinois, like we talked about uh, last week. So, um, and one of their one of their better offensive players, Maurice Washington, is a little banged up. I think he's going to play, but uh, yeah, no, I I I can't do it. I think OSU rolls here, and and I don't know that Nebraska even puts up that many points. I I think this is uh, who knows. I I just be, yeah, OSU minus a million. So that will that will take us to the pro ranks and let's uh let's set the stage let's let's get the board going um so last week doctor uh 7 and 8 overall or sorry sorry um yeah yeah 7 and 8 overall brings you to 23 and 22 on the year 2 and 3 in the power 5 um and I was uh, three and two in my Power Five. That brings me to six and nine overall. So I'm kind I'm of kind of scratching clawing to get back to five hundred there. In eight, eight, 18 and twenty seven overall for the year. Um, not not you know I back to back seven eight weeks. I'm just kind of that first week really set me back. I think I was four and eleven. So, uh, but oh by the way, the first week at one o'clock I lost every game. That was amazing. This past week lost every game against the spread at four o'clock. So I mean, I big accomplishment in the
0: first uh, three weeks of the season. So I was close with you at four o'clock. I think I snuck one in there. That was a tough, tough stretch.
1: Right. And so let's talk about just before we get into this, the slate here. Let's talk about the Power Five because we had one team in common, uh, and that was Seattle. And I want to just talk about kind of we know how this works when we kind of. Pick these games, and and, you know what it's going to take for someone like New Orleans to not only cover but pull off the win. And I think you could agree with me: the equalizer in these games with underdogs is always going to be special teams and turnovers. Was that was you kind of really agree? Absolutely. So you're always kind of you're always kind of. If you pick a favorite, you're just like kind of hoping just be on the right side of special teams and turnovers. Correct. You got it. So I, you probably were watching these games, but um, uh, as most of anyone listening knows, of course, three and out to open the game for Seattle, then, then uh, New Orleans returns the punt for a touchdown. And it's like, okay, well, here, here we kind of go. There's, here's one ingredient to this stew, okay? But it's still early. It's still early enough where, you know, hey, I'm not expecting Seattle to get shut out. So they're gonna score, they're gonna get, they're gonna, you know, get back in this. So enough time is there. I'm okay. So Sale ties it up, gets the ball back. Chris Carson rips off this big run, gets to the 30-yard line. We got a drive going. Hey, we're getting this done. Let's let's get to let's get the lead here. Let's get going. Well, the next thing I know, I look up and there's Von Bell for the Saints running in the end zone with for a touchdown. And they're going, oh, oh something's going on. And, I, and I, they show the replay, and, and of course, absolutely, ball was loose from Chris Carson on the way down and getting tackled. Ball's out. The guy runs back for a touchdown. Of course, no one on Seattle really went after him. They thought he was down. So after that, you just know right there, this is a loser. It's over. New Easy. Orleans New Orleans got the two things they needed. That now they believe they're in complete control. and yeah that's a that's that's a loser so I write that off I write that off and it it is what it is it happens um happens to the best of us nothing you can do about it but I then I go to San Francisco which was my other power five pick and I'm thinking well I got San Francisco let's see how they're doing now San Francisco dominates this game in every single way the first downs was something like 26 to 11 um total yards was something like 460 to 240 something it was utter domination san francisco has five turnovers uh two in the red zone and the best part was when i looked up in the fourth quarter and this is their last real shot at getting this on schedule to cover possibly they're going in the red zone going in for a touchdown it's third down and they flash this graphic on the screen this is this is great this is even better it says plays of 10 plus yards or more san francisco 19 to 4. As, as they're showing this graphic, they snap the ball to a receiver that's running in motion. It hits him in the face, the ball goes to the side, and the Pittsburgh Steelers lands right on it. And I just was, this is over, done. And it's just like, and look, the, the moral of this story, all this is, is look, football is stupid, gambling is stupid, gambling on football, even stupider. So oh, it's just- oh, well done. The, the, the more the more you like, there is no don't try to make sense of this don't try to like you know and that's the thing I, I thought about as i was watching some of this stuff is like i i'm so glad i don't actually bet on these games like i used to because that would have put me mentally in a place where who knows who knows what
0: happened on sunday night football what i would have done so um anyway that's just you would talk you would have talked yourself into a teaser and you probably would have yeah. you probably actually would have teased the Browns in the under. you'd have gone like complete opposite. it might have been <laughs> you. but you would have talked yourself into a teaser. I, I would have probably been in Kastanmar at that point. so yeah. Right. Um, yeah.
1: So I mean, I just want to kind of get that out there. just so those are my two losses in the power five and, and uh, I was so upset but I'm, I'm you know just just even picking these games is infuriating. So let's get into the uh, uh, one o'clocks. Um, before we do the first game, set the stage a little bit okay dogs are barking hard through three weeks 29 and 19. road teams 32 and 16 against the spread home home favorites nine and 23. favorites by greater than seven or greater seven and six and no outright losers of favorites that are seven or greater so um i that that's something's up with that so uh yeah, think about it. If we just stick to road teams and underdogs, we uh, you, you'd be
0: you'd be swimming in it right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's very interesting. I, I was I was going to make the same point. It's been it's been the road teams and the dogs making it making it happen, which is, has made the first three weeks pretty tough. Um, you know, narratives are starting to form around teams, but I'm still not quite there on some of them, and we'll get into them as we go through these games, but it's been uh it's been an interesting first three weeks to say the least it has been and so this week um we're doing the 14
1: sunday games and monday night there are nine home favorites five home dogs five teams favored by seven or more and the first one on the slate is atlanta at home minus four to tennessee doctor
0: where are you at yeah let's let's get let's get right into kind of a a, you know roller coaster team here in atlanta um you know it's, it's kind of like every other week you see you see with the team um but in this case they're they're playing tennessee Mariota is a mess uh you can't run that offense through through derrick too too one two one-dimensional uh tennessee defense isn't isn't good enough to to make up for for how bad that offense is so i'm going um good atlanta this week so i think it was bad atlanta good atlanta bad atlanta we're back to good atlanta and it's Atlanta minus four. Okay. Um, so Atlanta lost Keanu
1: Neal again for the season. He was one of their their, their strong safeties. One of their best defensive players. Kind of like kind of their Forster, kind of like the Bob Sanders of, of of old for the Colts.
0: I, I just uh, gotta jump in here real quick. Do you need a strong safety to play against Mariota? Continue though. I will get
1: to that because no, you do not. Uh, so. <laughs> But I just—it's just one of those things where th- this guy's. Uh, he, it was just a bummer to see him go out again. Uh, he missed all last season. It's just terrible. Uh, and so, but the real thing for Atlanta is they just continue to shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers and penalties. Uh, they gave the Colts seven first downs on penalties. Four of them came on third downs. Right now, they have the second worst turnover differential, only to Miami. Um. And Tennessee is the second best. They're plus four through three games. I, I don't know if that can hold up or for either team, really. Um, so I'm going one more week for my Falcons. I, I kind of agree with the up-down theory that you mentioned there, just kind of back and forth. And, um, yeah, look, I watched Mariota on Thursday night, and guess I was watching versus Garter Minshew, and, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I already was like, this guy's way better than Mariota. I'd rather have him in Harvey. Mar- Mariota looks... He he can't throw the ball, 15 yards on field. So it's not good. It's not good. So um, yeah, it was just Atlanta minus was a pick. Let's go to uh, a battle of undefeated. The Patriots of New England at the undefeated Buffalo Bills. Patriots have one of those uh, larger favorites minus seven.
0: Where are you at? Yeah, you know my line every week. Um, you don't get rich betting against New England unless they're playing Miami without its magic. Um, but if you, if you need some stats around this, uh, New England is by and <laughs> two ATS in the last uh, seven um, when giving up at least a touchdown on the road. And Buffalo has lost four straight against a spread as a home dog of seven or more. So if you, if you need some backup to betting on New England, that's it, but really just bet on New England, that's what you should do. Okay, um, I, I will
1: say this. They both taken care of business uh, in, in their their three games they played, but neither of them has played anybody good. Um, I, they really haven't any good teams. This will this will be the best team that New England has play, played, which is bizarre. Um, but I, I'm sure you may have come by this stat, but if you haven't, um, I'm sure you'll love it. Since becoming starter in 2001, Tom Brady's 15 wins in Buffalo are more than any other quarterback in the NFL. One more than Drew Bledsoe who started for the Bills for a while, I the Patriots, and two more than Fitzmagic and Tyrod Taylor. How about that? Fantastic. That is incredible. So, um <laughs> look. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, uh I'm I'm going to lay the seven points in New England. Uh yeah, I th- there doesn't need to be a whole lot to go into it. I do think I do think Buffalo will play tough, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go with new England. I want to see Buffalo prove it against a good team. So we'll do new England minus seven for now. Um, let's go to Indianapolis. They are, are they undefeated? I they, they are. are. There's three now. You bet. Undefeated. And they are going against, uh, my Oakland Raiders in the, the Indy is minus seven. Another one of these, uh, you know, substantial
0: favorites on the board. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts? Yeah, so you mentioned Indianapolis is 3 0. All of their wins have, have been pretty tight. Um, you know, they've made the plays they, they need to make to win. Percent has has looked good and, and pulled through in a couple tight situations. Um, you know, however, they're, they're giving up uh, a bunch of yards on the ground. I think it's something like uh, 5.9 yards per carry. Um, so I, I actually. Little go out of limb here. I I like Oakland here to to take advantage of that uh, on the ground, be able to settle in a little bit. I mean Brissett just reverts back a little bit. He's been playing really well. I think he slows down this week. I think Indy will win the game, but I like Oakland plus the seven. Gruden gets something a little something working this week to, to allow them to keep it close. So Oakland plus seven. You're you're Oakland Raiders who you guys said would win seven games this year. Yeah,
1: six or seven. Let's let's oh, let's stack it. Yeah. So um, so look uh, Colts still a little bit banged out. Um, Darius Leonard continues to be in concussion uh <laughs> concussion protocol. Ty Hilton uh, very up in the air right now, and uh, they're also their their stud safety Malik Hooker went out for season. Um, taking his place, by the way, is rookie Spartan. Kerry Willis, who they traded up for in the last year's draft, uh, so he gets to make his debut, which is kind of cool. But um, still, they, they lose a key piece in, the, in their defense. As you were saying, um, the running defense is a struggle. That's probably one of the only things that Oakland does relatively well. Josh Jacobs, and this could be a, this could be like the perfect kind of kind of like we talked about Detroit catching Philly at a very good time uh, last week with injuries and stuff. I think this might just might be a, a letdown spot for Indy, and my Raiders are back. So, um, and I'll say this too, this is kind of prefacing a little bit as we go further. Listen, there hasn't been an outright loser yet for these seven-point favorites or more. These these teasers are going to get busted up coming up in one of these weeks, and just the bottom's gonna drop out on some of these teams and these these easy teasers, so um, it's open. Plus seven for me. Do not be afraid to sprinkle the money line and get one of those six or seven points. Um, yeah, which would, which would get them the two out of you. Uh, all right, let's go to. Oh, um, well, this should be a fruitful discussion. Um, the the Chargers of Los Angeles minus sixteen at Miami, uh, and in the Rosen era is underway, and we believe he's starting. So uh, y- you can you can go
0: ahead there. We don't need to spend any time on this. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing as last week. Why, I mean, why waste time? You no, do not bet on Miami. It, it's it's the. Chargers they should have They should have covered against Dallas. They should have oh, covered. God, it's, just stop. You were lucky if you had Dallas. You were lucky. It, it, just, just, just stop. It's you're not allowed to bet on Miami. That's it. We're done. Listen, I'm done. All right. Listen, listen, they should have covered against Dallas.
1: They had two first drives ended inside the Cowboy 30 yard line. The first half with no points. It was 10-6 at halftime, and they turned the ball over on downs on the final two possessions in Dallas territory, which I understand. They're a bad team. That's what they do. That's why you bet against them. The point is, is that's... that's they're they improving?
0: Have, Are they improving? Is that what you're saying? They're, they're getting huge Huge improvement. Huge improvement.
1: Oh. I, I think... I, no, I, honestly, well, there, there is no way to go up, so it's dumb to say improvement, but... Um, I think this this first half of that game one against Baltimore is kind of just making it so much more just worse than it is. They they're not, they were down thirteen 0 against the Patriots. They have 10-6 to Dallas, and yes, I know I know Dallas slept, walked through the first half, and treated it like a bye week. Of course, but listen, that that's that's what happens. That's that's why you take those points. In which we'll get to another one later. But um, look. And the other part of this is I'm not sure what gives the L.A. Chargers the right to lay 16 on the road to anybody
0: based on their last two weeks. I'll tell you um, what gives them the right. They're playing Miami. <laughs> so I that simple. And if you want to put a little side action on this between the two of us, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it. I don't know what, what we come up with, but maybe we'll come up with something offline and report back next week as to what we did. But I'm
1: glad go-
0: to put something up on this one. Maybe
1: a little golf round. Who knows? Um, look, that, that's fine. Look, and I just want to say this because I, I, I look this up because I have no luck. Um, the, the Chargers have beaten an opponent on the road by more than 16 points two times in the last five years. So this is just this stuff just is not easy to do. OK, it's just not easy to do in NFL. Right. I don't, I don't care who you're your right. That's why,
0: that's why That's why. the line the way it is, because it, it's easy against Miami. Only against Miami. You're not okay. getting well, it. You're not well, getting it. Okay, we'll see who, who got it against
1: the Jets and the Patriots last week. And, you know, you we'll, we'll get lucky. To, come on. No, Jets, th- it's, not, it's not lucky. That's what happens. The Patriots get up, they put in Jarrett Sinem, and you go, wait, I didn't bet on this. No, yes, you did. This is what happens. So anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. Next game on the board. Danny Dimes in his home debut minus three, two. Uh, we don't know if it's Case Keenum or or Haskins yet, but um,
0: the Washington Deadskins. What do you think? About it? All right, so I'm I'm assuming it's Keenum at this point based on what what the way they came out after after the last game. I, I'm str- I'm struggling with this one. Um, <laughs> I really, yeah. why? There's such, <laughs> such great I teams. Did, and, and by the way, I took the Giants last week and said, and said money line it. Um, even even your boy Saquon went down and they still got it done. So uh, can Danny Dimes kind of keep the energy up? And can Keenum really be as bad as he was last week? I, I, I don't know. And this this one is, is extremely challenging. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. Just because what they did for me last week, so I'm taking that. I'm Ryan Danny Dimes, and uh, I'm sorry about your boy Saquon.
1: Yeah, my, my poor poor Saquon. I'm, you know what? Maybe it's good for him just to kind of sit out the year. It might it might be it might be better for him mentally and, and physically long term. But um, yeah. Look, um, a little thing that got lost in this Danny Dimes win, which was you know it's it's nice. It's all good. Um, they, they got down 28-10 to a not so great. Bucks team. Um, And the defense is still horrific. True. They're they're second only to Miami in allowing 460 yards per game, including a league-worst 332 in passing per game. Um, You know, again, add to that no Saquon, I say no thanks. And Johnson Allen, um, after the Monday night game for Washington, Johnson Allen is the defensive tackle slash defensive end for Washington, probably their Best player on defense, maybe their best player on their team. Um, he he had some things to say, and there were some expletives in there. And just was like, you know, we're not we're not letting this just slip away. We're not we're not doing this. And you know, these guys aren't you know, even though is Washington good? No, they're not. Are they, is their season going anywhere? No. But look, these these guys are gonna they're they're at least a three or four win team at some point. You know, they're gonna they're gonna win a game here or there. I think this is a perfect week to do it. And after all, these guys are, they're not, they're paid professionals. They're proud people. They want, they don't want to just lose, uh, especially guys like Jonathan Allen who went to Alabama. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm washing all the way. I, I think they, they cover and get the win here for their first win. And uh, the Danny Dives area gets a little bit of a, you know, down back to earth. So uh, let's, let's go on to another seven-point favorite here uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Lane seven at home to the Cleveland Browns, and I want to start this out with a question to you. Okay, all right. So in twenty in twenty nineteen, who has under delivered more on their hype? The Cleveland Browns in their first three games, or the Mueller report?
0: Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. it's <laughs> that's an amazing question it's, it is the Mueller report i think it's i think it's a fair i think it's a fair comparison but it's not bad it's 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 not bad but it's it's the muller it's the Mueller report <laughs> i mean i
1: really think there's some parallels here i'm sorry i just i i never stopped hearing about both these things so um okay well well there you go um okay well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's, way to, that way my, to
0: work down there. That was
1: good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try hard. Um, so, all right, look, I'll just kind of give my take here. I, I think here's what we know about Baltimore, okay? The, the first half against Miami up 42-3. Uh, not much to say about that. Next game, squeaked out a win at home against a, a bad Arizona team. In that game, allowed 349 49 yards of offense to a team that barely crossed midfield against our Lions until the fourth quarter and then uh, followed that up by not getting over they didn't get 200 yards of offense against the Panthers last week um, that was that Arizona team so then that's who Baltimore kind of squeaked out of winning against at home last week give or 500 yards of offense to the Chiefs it'll happen but I think the more telling thing is down 30 to 13 at the end of the third quarter so I, to me, um, I, I'm not ready to kind of pull the trigger or trust Baltimore as, as kind of laying big numbers here. I, I just, I think, you know, I, 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 I'm not ready to give them that credit, but I'm also not ready to completely fail on um, the hype machine Browns. I, I, I think that they uh, they play tough here, and I'm, I'm going to take the seven points with the Browns. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you, you lay that out the way you did, but I, I think what, what you're forgetting is the, the Cleveland Cleveland's defense, um, you know, kind of middle of the road, but if I, uh, their secondary is, is pretty banged up. Banged up? And so, and so I, I think Lamar and the offensive squad has earned enough credit to say that they're going to be able to, to throw it around and get a bunch of yards against a banged up secondary. Um, and on the other side of the ball, I, Cleveland's offense is really – Done a whole lot. Um, you know, 13 points against the Titans, 23 points against the Jets, and 13 points against a you know, pretty good Rams defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Baltimore is gonna cover the seven. The fact that I think the offense is just gonna dominate the game, I don't think Cleveland can, can keep up. So I think mean Baltimore continues continues their winning ways, and they're gonna cover seven. All
1: right, fair enough. Um, I still think you know Browns defense has so far. I know their Jets game throws it off a little bit, but. They've been top ten in terms of yards per game, and I think Miles Garrett is emerging is probably one of the best pass rushers in the league. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I, I think the more troubling thing with Cleveland is Baker Mayfield.
0: It I just does not
1: look uh, great. Does, yeah,
0: I, I mean those last that those last four plays in the goal line against the Rams. I mean, this what, what were they doing? They just looked like they were you know running around and looking for the touchdown on every play versus. And they would run it on first down, get down to one. It just—it looked like it was a fire drill out there the entire time. And then uh, Kitchens, which is you know, just place of video games, man, where he called that timeout on fourth down. I think there was 40 seconds left. He still had all three left. A you know, long shot, but if you get stopped there, you got to backed up. You can at least call three timeouts get the ball in with, with you know, whatever, 25 seconds left. At least give yourself a chance. There's a lot of errors down there, um, and I think that's reflective of of Baker right now, not being able to kind of control and, and, and lock in and, and make big time plays in this moment.
1: Yeah, I, there was some stat I read. I, I, I should have, I should have uh, brought it in here, but I, I forgot. But it, basically, it was saying how he is holding the ball super long and, and just mm-hmm. not getting rid of the ball, not decisive, and yeah, like you said, it's just like running around and and trying to play like you know there, there really isn't any sort of cohesive offense and decision making so he is he not looked good who knows why but uh yeah that's the more troubling part but I'll, I'll one more week let's kind of just i'll experiment with them seven points um and that, also going to lead to another theme later so next carolina panthers and uh kyle allen um, now, pretty much the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future at the Houston Texans minus four, and I'll just leave this off again. I, I think I asked the question going into the Carolina game. I said, uh, "Hey, Cam Newton is out. Is that even is that good or bad? I don't know." And I think if you watched last week, can both probably agree that that Carolina team in every way looked improved on. Both sides of the ball, um, everything I kind of ex- expected from them. I, I really liked what their defense was going to do this year with all the additions they made. Uh, they they shut Arizona down, had them under 250 yards of offense, and just kind of dominated uh, a bad team. So it, I think this is kind of a matchup of more so maybe two even teams. Besides the Sean Watson, who I think is outstanding. I think he's the only thing making this line the way it is so um, I'm on Carolina plus plus to four and a half points or yeah yeah minus or sorry Houston's
0: minus four and a half so um, your thoughts yeah I think you nailed it uh, Kyle Allen stepped in played a great game um, made Greg Olson Greg, from the seventh floor crew out of Miami uh, you know looked like he was 25 again got a, got a huge game um, you know, uh, but I just, I don't see them getting getting back-to-back wins. Um, and I will say this about Houston. Last week, I think they had five sacks. The defense started to come alive a little bit. Some of their struggles are uh, related to giving up sacks as well, where they only gave up two last week. So I think that offense is starting to find its way and maybe protect the a little differently. So I'm going uh, Houston minus the, the four and a half. All right, yeah, I, I don't,
1: this is a game I don't really have a good feel for, to be honest, but... I'm
0: just I'm, I'm just
1: it. Well I know But this is what I just Kind of say I'm like I, I, You know Car- Carolina Houston I well, Okay um, So Alright well let's Let's get to the last One o'clock game And this is Our Leos Our undefeated Detroit Lions okay. At home Taking on the Undefeated Super Bowl contending Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs Minus one and a half, or six and a half. <laughs>
0: um, okay. We have, okay, okay. So let's let's talk about our Leos. All right, so we get the tie out in the desert. We talked about that enough. Then we get the Chargers, where we're fortunate. Um, with fumble on the one. A um, couple missed field goals in there. Had a lot of fluky things happen to get a win against the Chargers. Then we go to Philadelphia. We had part of the stew you talked about earlier with the, the uh, kick return to the house. There was but a lot of stew, a lot of stew. A lot of stew, and, and then you had the, like, even the no face mask penalty, which is kind of interesting, and then just some oddly dropped balls, and then you seven had the-, drops the seven, seven drops of Philly, seven drops. Seven drops, and some of them were just, I mean, you know, some drops, they characterize the drops, I, I'll give a guy a pass. These were not ones that you give guy a guy pass on. These are blatant, like, high school drops. And then you had the blocked field goal, and they run all the way back to 20, then there's a penalty. So more fluky things happen, right? Kansas City and Mahomes, they don't don't have fluky things happen. They're they're too good. They're not gonna give Lions the breaks they need to even be in this game. Having said that, 97% (laughs) of the money is on Kansas City right now. It's absurd. It's absurd, Um, but I'm still taking Kansas City. We're not betting against Mahomes, especially the Lions. All the fruits I just mentioned. That's what they need. They're not giving them this week. Mahomes in a dome. They might put up that team. Okay, look.
1: Um, this is this is one what I call a a head or gut game. <laughs> and you may remember um, the great detective Joe Hollenbeck when he escorts his boss. <laughs> um, out after finding him cheating on his wife, asks him head her gut to ask him where he wants him to hit him. And, and, uh, and that's Last just, Boy Scout, by the way, for the listeners. Last Boy Scout. La- yeah, one, one of the finer films in cinema history, really. Uh, um, maybe one of the greatest pro football movies of all time. Um, so now that's not the same as what I'm doing here. Like, I'm not trying to hit someone in the face, but um, the way I look at this game and I go, there's nothing in my head. There's no credible real case from a football standpoint I can actually make to say the Lions have a chance to win this game. Like you laid out. They played three games. They probably they could easily be 0-3. They haven't really played well in any of them. I mean, maybe in the Arizona for a couple of quarters. Um, maybe the only thing I could say is that Sticking with my Kansas City can't stop anybody. It's going to be hard for me to protect leads, which played out to a T last week. Um, That's maybe the only thing I can say. But um, Darius Slay banged up. Detroit's best defensive back. This, and also I think you would agree, as someone who's kind of been on both sides of this equation, if you're taking best this week and you already gave the stat, What do you think every book in the world is cheering for the hardest? Not just to cover, but to crack all those teasers wide open. What is the game? Well, we're talking about it. Yep, we are. And um, look, head or gut, there's no reason the Lions should win this game. Um, But that being said, I know how some of this stuff goes. I think that... I'm, I'm taking the Leos to cover the six and a half. And I'll say this, between them, Cleveland, and Oakland, two of these teams are going to win outright this week. It's going to happen. Wow. Some decent That's, these that's team, hot. That's better.
0: That, that, that's that, electricity. <laughs>
1: that's how we do it. It's, it's yeah. got, you got you to gotta come us over, don't come at all. So two, some, look, there's got to be a week where it's just a Vegas week, and the bottom drops out for everybody. And. It hasn't happened, so some, it's gonna happen sooner or later. I'm going Leo's plus six and a half, and that finishes up the one o'clock games, and we move on to four o'clock. First game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off that Danny Dimes debacle, and they go to Los Angeles, LA, a big favorite, minus 10, the doctor.
0: Yeah, so these teams, do what they normally do last week. TB blows the lead, loses to Danny Dimes, they just kind of do what they normally do, they're not good. The Rams with a nice road win in, in prime time, so I, I think you know um, where I'm headed with this one. If you need some ATS staff to support it, um, Arians is one and three against the spread when getting uh, more than eight and a half points. McVeigh is six and two when giving more eight and a half or more points. So roll it all together, I got the Rams minus the 10. Um, smooth
1: sailing for them. Okay, this is how I want to lay this out. And uh, I want to talk about a gentleman named Todd Gurley. His last eight games going back to last season, including the playoffs, six of those games, he's averaged under four yards per carry. And, that, and this is not anything that Nona said before. Everyone knows about his health situation. It's been talked about. But I think what I'm trying to like kind of lay out is how much of a difference it is in his his effect on this offense so um some of this has been competition of course he played some tougher teams in the playoffs and everything but again six of the last eight games under four heads per carry i think what's even more telling is before that stint of games leading up to that his average per catch was over 10 yards since then It's been five yards, a little over five yards. And if you count just the playoff games last season and the three games this season, his catch line is eight for 11 yards. That is just, this is not the same guy. And what that means is there's going to be a lot more pressure on golf to do things that I don't necessarily think he's up to the task. I mean, so far he has been okay, but this isn't the same team that's going to put up, you know, 35, 40 points a week and just overwhelm everybody with their offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that anymore. And also, when you can't run the ball like that, uh, a lot harder to protect leads and cover big numbers. So all that said, I'm going bucks plus the 10 points. I don't think there's a chance they win this game, but... Look, fourth quarter, they could be down. Do you? Are you a Crab Legs fan? Didn't you, didn't you ride the Bucs last week too? Uh, in yeah, absolutely, absolutely. well, yeah, I did. They are up twenty-eight ten, and then you know we they lost. They're losers, I know. But uh, so but, uh, it wasn't it wasn't Crab Legs' fault. Are we get Um, so look, they could be down twenty-seven to ten in this game entering the fourth quarter, and it's just a lot of points. I don't. I'm not going to trust the Rams. Just right now to cover the points. I want to see more from this offense. Um, so yeah, let's 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 move on to last week's Power Five debacle: the Seattle Seahawks at Arizona. And look, I'll just say right now, this is pure spite and anger. I'm taking Seattle. They cannot they cannot lose this game. They, they're they're if they want to keep pace in the NFC West, the Niners and Rams are both three and O and that loss head to head with new orleans that will come up in wild card implications um
0: so they can't lose this game arizona's not good i'm taking seattle minus five your thoughts uh, yeah i'm i'm with you i'm taking seattle minus five this is my ats 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 special a, a lot of good ats numbers to support to support this one, although, <laughs> we, although we don't need them because we were taking seattle else but i'm with you it didn't matter what the number said but since i got them i'll share them um Seattle is six and one against the spread in the last seven road games. Seattle's four one and one against the spread in the last uh, six meetings against Arizona. Arizona is one and four in the last five home games against at the dog, and the road team in this series is seven one and one against the spread in the last nine. So everything is kind of favoring Seattle on the uh, on the ATS trends. Um, sometimes we go opposite on that. Sometimes we buy in on it. Today I'm buying in, like you said, out of spite. PD's not yeah. losing this one, and they're gonna they're gonna win by more than five. Yeah, and if, there, if if something happens and they
1: open the game and Arizona returns the kick for a touchdown, you just don't. I, I, it's going to be a tough, tough day for me. Um, and look, Seattle might, not co- Seattle might not cover this game, but if they lose, something's very wrong with them. So uh, let's just move on. Chicago, minus two and a half. The Monsters of the Midway taking on uh, Kirk and the boys, who did what they do last week.
0: Um, your thoughts? See, so I mean, this is like the. Uh, to me, this is like that Spider-Man meme that goes around, where <laughs> Spider-Man just stare at each other, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you've got you know pretty below-average quarterback play from guys that everybody wants to be really good, right? Everybody wants Cousins to be great. Everybody wants Mitchy, Mitchy, Mitchy to be good um they don't do much every week they kind of rely on running games and great defenses so it's the spider-man meme staring back at each other you might as well flip a coin i flipped mine mine came up minnesota plus two and a half that's what i'm going with captain kirk all
1: right well i'm going to continue my vikings theory which is basically they they're like you know the michigan wolverines of the nfl they boss up on they boss on bad teams just like they did last week um after getting rolled by the packers and I know they only lost by six or five, but guess what? They were down 21 nothing. So they got rolled. Um, and now they're going to go face a real defense on the road. And I think they're going to put Kirk in a Manning jar. So I'm going Chicago all the way here, laying the two and a half. Uh, they play a good team, and they get pounded again. So Chicago for me in the last 4 o'clock game would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew's mustache traveling to Denver, Denver, and Joe Flacco. The era continues minus three points. Uh, I'm gonna start this one up. I want to. Okay. I want to. I want to kind of introduce uh, uh, an advanced metric for the doctor. It's called PRWR, and what that is is pass rush win rate. And what that means, doctor, is the rate at which a defender beats his blocker within 2.5 seconds of the snap, and the opposite is pass block win rate is the rate at which an offensive lineman sustains his block for 2.5 seconds. Both stats along with related metrics such as double team rates and sacks created are powered by next gen stats. Now, does that make sense to you? Uh, it does. Done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify it when you're done, but go ahead. I like I, I think you're going. But, the, but they're, they're measuring this per player. So, for example, um, the average in the NFL is like 16% for uh, an edge rusher. Now, the Denver strength, their supposed strength, is their rushers with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Their metrics are down way down this year, and they have no sacks. Denver has no sacks. So, so, that's why I was going to simplify your metric. They have no sacks. They have no sacks. They have no sacks. But the, but the metric specifically on those two players is down significantly for both of them. And this is getting after they get Vic Fangio, the Bears' defense architect from last year, as their head coach. So, um, you know, it suggests maybe something's a little bit wrong because that's really the, what they're supposed to do well. Um, and look, unlike the Browns, um, you know, Gardner Minshew is the opposite of the Mueller report. And then he he might be the real deal he might be the real deal. So he, <laughs> no, he's I living up the word, to man. the
0: hype. So so I'm Jags plus three, the doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jags plus three. You, you, you said a lot of things I was gonna say, uh, not with that metric, but the same outcome. It's, it's, the, it's the sacks from Denver not being there. I'm all in on Gardner fever. Another interesting thing where, where I wasn't sure if you were gonna do the flip side with that other, with your other metric is that um, Jacksonville leads the league in sacks uh, with 13. And Denver has given up um, eleven sacks through three games, and I believe is near the top of the league. And also that they're minus four in the turnover ratio. So I, I think I think uh, I'm with you on the Jags here, and, and I'm all in on Gardner Fever. And he, He's stealing a little Baker's thunder, which I don't know if Baker cares, but I means like the new Baker, right? So much swag. Oh yes, yeah, so much. Yeah, no, he's 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 no more Uh So,
1: to, and just to say, kind of add on to what you're talking about. Um, you know, with the sacks and not sacks. I mean, a big part of that Denver game last week, um, I got to watch a little bit of it, was just the Green Bay didn't have to do anything. Uh, they, Joe Flacco's just a statue. Again, he turned the ball over two or three times and in, in deep in their own territory. And look, it, it's like it's like what happened with the Giants. Just the athleticism of Danny Dimes alone, That just that alone just creates another dimension yeah. where it's it, like... These guys can't move. The, the, the linemen that are chasing Flacco and Eli, they're more athletic than they are. They're, they're going to kill these guys. And, like, when the first thing isn't there for them, it's over. They can't – even if they want to move around, they just can't do it. So it's like unless they have pristine protection, um, they're just in big trouble. Like you said, that stat with the Jacks, it's like, man, I just – it's just – not a good matchup. So I, I, whatever, we'll see. Jags plus three all the way. Um, all right, that takes us to S N F, and we have uh, Cowboys rolling, looking like a clear Super Bowl contender on the road at Teddy Two Gloves. Dallas minus two
0: and a half. Doctor. Yeah, this is a, this is a the games this week are just. Tough. I, I haven't had a lot pop out to me like like I normally would. I, do you believe in what in what New Orleans did last week? Um, I think you would say maybe not because a lot of it was the stew that you brought up earlier. And then do we believe um, you know Dallas being being as good as they've proven? Uh, and can they go down to New Orleans do it again? Um, I'm I'm riding Dallas in this one. I, I think I think New Orleans is gonna. Uh, Struggle this week without Breeze. I think last week they were able to get through with some big time plays, but I, I think this week uh, the boys come in and, and get it done. Uh, Land the two and a half. Yeah, look, I mean, the Cowboys
1: are basically coming off a of bye week. Um, there was there was Dak Prescott talking about Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets in the huddle that was reported. Um, so look, the Teddy Tugles era comes back to earth. It just that's all there is to it. Uh, Dallas might see that all the way, and that brings us to a just a what what a what a matchup on Monday night: Cincinnati, Dalton at Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh minus four, uh, both I believe winless teams. I'm sure uh, I'm sure ESPN is excited
0: about this one. <laughs> Yeah, as I mentioned last week, the Monday Night Football schedule is is rough um, for the next few weeks, and this is this is a big part of it. Uh, remember when this game used to matter? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like remember for this certain. was it? Like I mean, big rivalry, playoffs, um, you know, a lot of tempers. Like, I, is there going to be any type of emotion in this thing towards each other? I, I don't even think we're going to see any of that. Um, This is so disinteresting. Um, I'll be honest. I need to write it down for this one, Bob. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pittsburgh um, just because I think that organization is better. Um, They didn't keep Marvin Lewis, a coach like Marvin Lewis, around for a decade after going eight and eight every year. Um, So I'm I'm just gonna go Pitt. They're gonna try and find a way to get a W here and um, pretend like there's a chance for this season, season, even though there's really not. So Pitt minus four.
1: Okay. Listen. Um, this is also pure spite and anger, a little bit, because of that San Francisco debacle last week. Uh, Pittsburgh stinks. Uh, they can't. They can't stop anybody. The only two score they had two scoring plays. One was a they basically threw a third down crosser to Juju over the middle that he caught 15 yards on field and ran untouched for 70 yards and then threw a bomb to deontay johnson other than that like i said i think it was literally four plays of 10 plus yards or more total um they they're also just in they're giving up something like 450 yards of offense uh a game uh, yeah they, why why they're laying four to anybody i have no idea so um since he plus four is, is my pick <laughs>
0: Go, well, yeah, I was, I was just gonna re- say. You know, it's, it's just it's as we continue to look at these games every week. Just some of the dog shit games that are out there. Some of the dog shit teams that are out there. Like I know there's always be a couple that are not very good, but it just seems like the quality of play, um, quality of teams this year is just is down substantial. I and mean, there are so many bad games and. Just so many that are just disinteresting. They just don't even care to care to watch or see the outcome other than, you know, being a degenerate and having fantasy or daily fantasy, whatever it is. It's just, I don't know what's going on, but there's some there's some bad teams out there. You know, most of it's quarterback play, but there's some other things that have fun that as well. So it's just going to be a long uh, year, man, with some
1: of these games. Well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. The last thing this league needs is someone like Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees to be out. So that that's a big part of it. They do not need any quarterbacks like that to be out because then it just it gets way way worse. So it makes that Dallas Saints game, you know, the premium on that goes way down. So that that's I think the big key for for me at least the way I look at it. Like they 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 can't afford to have these guys be out. So um, but yeah, I agree. Overall, they they, they uh, the product it can struggle a little bit. So um, let's get to. Let's get to the power five. Would you like
0: to kick us off? Sure, I'll run it right down. All right, here we go. Atlanta minus four, New England minus seven, Houston minus four and a half, Seattle minus five, and just out of spite to you, I was going back and forth on a couple. Kansas City minus six and a half, and as I read those off, I just realized all five are favorites, and I don't know how I feel about that. But that's what the doctor's going with. All right. <sighs> Wonderful. Um,
1: <laughs> I should not do this. I, I had a hard time getting to five games. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, a hard time getting to get five games. We, we do five games because I, I actually pick games in like a super contest, so I always pick five every week. So um, so I'm going to pick five. My five are, yeah, Seattle, we're together. Um, Jacks plus three. Get yeah, on the stash munch minchu. Um Dallas minus the two and a half It's the third one. Yeah. Where was where, were, no, where 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 was this? I, I had a little start. Yeah, so, no, 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 I had a little star. Oh, uh, Jags. Yeah, Jags. Oh sorry, Chicago.
0: Chicago. I'm yeah, Chicago.
1: Chicago, minus two and a half, obvious. And then, this is going to be great. I shouldn't do this. This is against you're all doing my better it. judgment. You're doing it. You're Leo's doing it. plus Leo. six. It's every every book in America needs this to happen. That's the logic. So um, Leo's plus six, power
0: five. I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> but you're asking the Leo's to deliver it. Like, that's not what they do other other teams other dog shit teams do it the wheel don't deliver the, the backbreaker to vegas they don't do that you know what just
1: just be down 33 to 20 and then get a junk touchdown and i'm yeah. i'm right we
0: I'm know riding. we know who we know who's great at that <laughs> it'd be right on cue <laughs> baby check down it'd, staff it'd be the pretty if you right on cue per, perfect
1: cover so um yeah this is uh all right that that is the slate then um this is great. I'm sure your golf trip will go wonderful. I'm sure all the picks that you
0: made will go wonderful. Um, and uh, I, I, I'll tell you yeah. what yeah another great night. I'm, I'm looking forward to though as we get deeper into this college season. Um, you know we, we have our four schools that we do and then you know one or two big games, but you know the four schools we have will be involved in a lot of big games. So I'm looking forward to see how that that plays out over you know, the next few weeks. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun to see uh, see how the Big Ten shakes out pac 12.
1: Yeah, it'll totally be fun. Um, another weird break off right there. But uh, what he was trying to say is that after this week, um, upcoming, some nice matchups next week with Michigan against Iowa that now looks like,
0: eh,
1: I don't know. And then our Spartans at Ohio State next week man uh, that is going to be uh, well the truth will be told that's all you can say so um, yeah look episode 7 week 4 NFL week 5 college by the way it's 6.5 with the Lions not 6 so um, Twitter Instagram at Sports Pod Hookup. Um, I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. This is Swipe Right Sports, Episode 7. Good luck on your NFL and college week five, college week four NFL.